Yeah! What up? How you feeling this morning, Clinton? I am well. I am in studio. You are not. That's fine. But I have had my <laughs> breakfast, uh, and everything is good. How are you? Well, I'm 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 not in studio, and that brings me right to where I kind of wanted to start this entire thing. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Did you get out the power washer, the mop? Like, what what did you do? <laughs> because I was not in your way this morning to deep clean the studio. You know, like I said, since yesterday, since I cleaned it, apparently the memo was gotten. Nothing was added. This was a relatively clean space when I got here, which is a good thing. So I'm happy about that. Got a little Starbucks moving. So all is well, sir. That's good because when Mace came in yesterday, he was he was very concerned about your towel the way that I was. I'm like, that is a very precisely folded and organized towel. I was not ready for Mace to call me out like that in person between shows. I was very, very taken. I was like, oh, no, he was listening. It was embarrassing, but, you know, we're good. <laughs> well, this is what we're here. We're, we are here to embarrass each other. That's exactly. The, yeah. basically, basically the role of these programs. Um, I don't know. Look, you, you know a lot of things about a lot of things. You're a baseball guy. You 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 know stuff. So maybe you can help me with this. Okay. Why is it eight degrees outside, bro? <laughs> what's what, what is going on? I made a run to get some <laughs> wine last night, and I walked there because it's a total beverage or whatever it's called, Bevmo, around the corner from my place. I had to wear a jacket and a scarf. It was freezing. <laughs> scarf. Nice. I broke out the scarf. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like a good. I tie mine. How do you tie your scarves? I tie mine with the like. The Euro so style. It's like you, one you, knot you fold through. fold it in half. Right. That's yeah. it. And then okay. you tuck the two pieces through the loop, right? Sure. That's right. how you do All it. Right. I'm yeah. just making sure that we're on the same page regarding <laughs> that method. That's now, now, let me just put this out there. I have worn a scarf a grand total of maybe five times in my whole life. I don't oh. wear them often, but when I do, that's how I, I put it together. I'm big on the scarf without the overcoat. Like, you layer and then go scarf. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, And then it's just kind of, it kind of stands out a little more that way. It is a good accessory. It's something that you don't get to deploy very often in Los Angeles. True, true. So when uh, when you get a little bit of a – but I'm sitting here in my home, and because I'm a cheapskate, I don't have the heat on. <laughs> and it's and, and it's it's about 8 degrees in my living room. It's it's miserable That's right not now. great. Not great. Emily, you said – wait, what, Emily, what did you do last night? So last night I, I – so I coach water polo, for those who uh, don't know. I coach water polo, and it's obviously it's outside. And so, one, these kids are getting in the water – in swimsuits outside, ridiculous. Two, I coached two sweatshirts and a beanie and my zipper jacket all the way up to my chin. And everyone was like, okay, if Emily's cold, it's very cold outside. I've never I, I really thought about this before. I, I And it makes perfect sense now that you say it. Do you not coach in the water? You're out of the water. That, I, yeah, I just I'm out of the water. I just envisioned this in the water <laughs> for whatever. I don't know because I'm not a water polo guy, but I just pictured the coach because, like, when you watch hockey practice, right, yeah. coach is on the ice. He's yeah. got the skates sure. on. He's out there doing his thing. I just – I don't know why it's I envision that, but you're It's hard to direct when you're in the water because the way you yeah. hear is not good, so you have to be on the deck so you can see everything. Do you wear one of those wrestling helmets when you coach? Or do you I, just – is that for players <laughs> exclusively? That's for players exclusively, but I did have to wear this for a long time. I'll send you guys a picture of me in my, in my yes, wrestling helmet. Yes, that's what we need. I don't need to No, I need to see that. That is that is an important part of the procedure. For me, hold on though. It's gross. Let me ask you this. Slow down. Slow down. Everybody looks weird in that helmet. It's a. It's a very. It's it's one of those deals that's upsetting to me. I don't like seeing anybody in those. Also, called a helmet. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 it's, it's got it's got hard plastic on it. It's a helmet. It's wait. (laughs) You can call it what you want. I'm calling it a helmet. Can we rewind though? You said obviously it's outdoors and 
obviously you practice outdoors. I understand that this is California, but like it's not like indoor pools don't exist. If it's that cold, I'm going inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there any situation in which you'd be playing a game in those kind of conditions as well? That seems extreme. Yeah, they extreme. play games in that. They have a yeah. No, it's everything's no. outdoors, and there's games actually this weekend on Sunday. Wow. Are you the head coach of this team, or are you uh, an assistant? I'm a head coach for. So we have four. Yeah, I'm a head coach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then, then you did the right thing because. As the father of this group and as somebody that has children and has been both a a head coach and an assistant coach in these roles, it is the role of the assistant coach at every possible turn to try to cancel practice. That is your number one role as an assistant coach is to try to get practice canceled because the parents want it canceled, the kids want it canceled. As the head coach, it's your responsibility to try to find a way to get it done. Right. But as the assistant, you're you know, why don't we just pull the plug on this? Why yeah. don't we just pull the plug on this so, and go get tacos? That's what I wanted to do on Valentine's Day, but then parents were like, we use this as babysitting, so maybe we uh, don't want to cancel practice on Valentine's Day. But wow. I usually, I, I, I go inside of yeah, maybe five days a week practice isn't isn't uh, okay for a twelve year old, but it's okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. You need to you need to uh, demote yourself to assistant coach and then go to work on getting these things uh, canceled. That's that's the role <laughs> of assistant coaches across the world. I All love right. I love this platform. Look, <laughs> this is you need the yin and the yang. You need the guy that wants to be there, and then you need the you need the good cop and the bad cop. Right? You need the, both sides of this entire Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Uh, Lakers and Pelicans are playing this Sunday. Listen to us all day long for your chance to win tickets to go see that. And the Lakers and Pelicans are actually competing for the bottom half of the play-in tournament right now. The Pelicans are, I think they're tied for 11th at the moment. The Lakers are currently in ninth place at the moment. And this is not the games that I thought would be important at this point in the season, Clint. Nope. Uh not at all, but they're important also for reasons that are difficult to articulate just in terms of this season. Now, let's go through some of these numbers here. According to ESPN, the Lakers have a 27% chance to make the playoffs, trap, But yep. they have an 88% chance to make the play-in. Now, let's put those two numbers against each other. Do you consider making the playoffs a big success in the to- long term of what this team could be? Probably not. Do you consider making the play-in a big success in terms of what this team could be? Definitely not. I don't know how these last 20-odd games are going to go, 24 games are going to go for this team, in terms of where we are. We called them irreconcilable differences yesterday Mm -hmm. to what happens at the beginning of the offseason. This is going to be a major roller coaster, regardless of whether or not they make the playoff or play-in, because that's probably going to be the end of the road anyway. Yeah, well, this is the last gasps of this group, right? That this is this is the final couple of twenty-four games. Twenty-four along games, the way. yeah. 20, twenty-four games, and then this team will never be together again. And, you know, however many play-in games they get, or however maybe they survive the play-in tournament and go into the first round and take on the Suns or the Warriors or whatever it is, they'll they'll, they'll figure that portion of it out. But yeah, I, I, and. Their schedule not only is short, but it's difficult. The, the two, 14 of them are on the road. And then you look at who they play. They've got games against very good. They got the Suns, Warriors, Mavs, Nuggets, and Clippers twice Bruh. each, right? I mean, so what is that? One, two, three, four. That's five. That's 10 of your 24 games against pretty good teams. For what it's worth, though, those teams are Western Conference teams. So if you are winning those games, you do move up and you are putting yourself in a better position, theoretically. But theoretically. that's not going to be happening when Anthony Davis is not even playing and LeBron is not at 100%, even if he is is the best player on the team. It's it's 
it's very difficult for me to see a situation. And the reason I say this is because I think this is a real part of what they could consider if they're really trying to do something with the players on their roster currently, namely AD and LeBron. You've got to consider a shutdown in a very real way. Listen to your players on the team. What did LeBron say about the healing to, process? To what trap? means, though? To, or I should say to what end? Like, if you shut it down, the goal is what? The goal point? is, A, figure out LeBron and Anthony Davis's health situation for going into next season. B, figure out what you've got with the players on the roster currently that are those other guys that are going to figure something out in terms of who you keep. C, also prevent yourself from putting yourselves in harm's way from an acrimony standpoint, having LeBron gassing out every night for a season that is ultimately fruitless that potentially could put him in harm's way for anything going forward. I do think there is something to be said for if you've got a scenario where the front office and the players are not exactly on the same page and you're playing to effectively be in vain in the playoffs, that's not a good mix of things. This kind of stuff matters in the NBA, Travis. That, that's the only part of it that I think you is part of the equation because as far as – AD and LeBron's health is what it is. AD will not be healthy, and LeBron will. This is okay. this is the, the their histories. I'm going to go with what I know. Right. And LeBron is usually available, and AD is often not. That that I expect that to be true moving forward. I don't know if shutting them down for an extra you know six weeks really makes much of a difference in how that plays out beyond oh. that. Um, yeah. The uh, the the other guys. I mean, <laughs> I think we know what we got. Not much. Right, I, I think that sure. you know that you've got guys that are probably here. I would be surprised if you see, you know, Carmelo Anthony and and all of these other guys come back next year. It's it's extremely unlikely. I think Russell Westbrook coming back is extremely unlikely. I think that you're going to have a brand new team. So whatever you figure out with these guys over the course of the final 24 games, I don't think it matters because they're not going to be here. The vast majority of them. Well, the acrimony thing though yeah. is really interesting. That that I think is the part that you do. That if you if you decide that you don't want to try to mash the gas over the last 24 games because of what's happened in the last week and what may happen moving forward that's that's a weird place to be in right yeah because if you go for it and it gets acrimonious you've lost if you don't go for it you're basically kept conceding whatever authority you have over this team to the guy that you don't want to alienate or bother it's i don't i don't feel like a shut a shutdown get you really anything you need. I, I don't think <sighs> that playing full speed is going to get you anywhere good, but I think it's your only option. I don't think that a shutdown con- qualifies as conceding to LeBron. I really don't. It qualifies as indicating you understand what's going on with your season, not to mention conceding to LeBron is not a problem when, hello, the idea that he said himself is that the only way he gets fully healthy is to rest. There's a reason why I brought that up. It's not because I think his dignity is more qualified or more important than whatever. It's just he said it himself. Listen to your players. You're a team that says you want to cater to stars. Like, then do it. You know what I mean? And in this particular case, it matters for not just – the egos of the front office, but the actual health of your player who is the best one on your team. This is not a concession. This would be, on some level, smart basketball in protecting your assets, the very few you have. Quickly, though, the last thing I'll say about the roster in terms of what's there and what's not going to be there, 
Maybe some guys play themselves into positions as assets that we don't know them as as assets because the goals are different. That's what you hope for with that situation. I'm not saying you're going to get all kinds of money on the dollar for these different sort of bit parts. You're like talking a about Monk. pumping up their value. I'm just for talking about else. yeah, down the line. If we see what they've got, then maybe somebody wants something that they didn't know that they desired beforehand. That's best case scenario and all that. But I think that yeah, if you can get out of the box of oh my god, I can't believe LeBron dared say anything about any other body other than us. Well, then maybe you have a chance. But if that's a hurdle that you can't get past, well, then you potentially might botch things up for the next couple seasons as a result of what you're trying to do in 24 games in which you don't have that high of a ceiling. That just isn't smart to me, Travis. Yeah, I I don't think you can do the other thing, though. I I, I don't think you can just say, okay, look, this isn't a championship team. We quit, for lack of a better word. I don't think you see – okay, okay. I get what you're saying is, but, like, that to me is a shortcut to something that is overly harsh as a description that is just a convenient thing that people would try to pin on LeBron. You see what I'm saying? Like – Roster construction matters. This is a very important thing in this league. Roster construction is but not something we, that only happens in I the offseason. I don't know. This idea that you got to keep him happy no matter what because he's your best player on the team. I keep coming back to that. He's the best player on the ninth best team in your in your conference. That why am I why am I bending over backward? And look, I, I'm I'm just trying to work my way through this because I think you do everything you can to try to make him happy because without him, I don't know what happens next. My point I, that's it. I, I that's I it. it. But with him, I don't know what happens next. With him, I'm in ninth place. With him, we are barely holding off the 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 New Orleans Pelicans. We're barely holding off a Portland team that quit that beat that beat the Lakers not that long ago. I don't know if the Lakers were in the mix and everything else was going on, then it's a little bit different, but the best player on a bad team is worth what exactly? He's worth what LeBron James is worth. Think about what this team was doing before he arrived. This would be one thing if the Lakers were a franchise that were otherwise a well-oiled machine. Not the case, no matter how much Lakers fans want to delude themselves. You might be looking back at the championships and the legacy. That has literally nothing to do in present day with how this team runs their operation. Sorry, LeBron's track record is better than the Lakers in the last 10 years when it comes to actually organizing teams that can win. And that's just the reality of the situation. So well, you can get upset you're about that. An important part. You're leaving out an important part of that. I, you're, you're, the math works, what you're saying, that his track record over the last 10 years is more successful than the Lakers. That Correct. part is true. But the LeBron of 10 years ago, of six years ago, of five years ago, is a very different player than the LeBron of right now. And the LeBron so, of right now is still the best player on the team. It's the best team. chance you've got. A yes, that is an indictment not on LeBron. It's well, on it, the I Lakers' operation. both of them. I think it's an indictment I, see, of all I, That's of hard them. for me to say if he's not competing at the highest level of the team. I could see that if he was the third greatest scorer and he was never available. I could see that if for whatever reason he'd only played but in a couple games. Been a- well, he has been scoring. He has been a very effective player individually, but the team success is nowhere. It's got and it. So I'm just saying that giving him the reins to whatever you think the best plan is for him to be the succession, it's not conceding to him. It's your best actual option. It's why he's on the team. That's the thing that I think is a big ego part that Lakers fans can't deal with. You got him to do this, and now it's not working, and you're acting like it's his fault that he's there to do what he does? That just doesn't make sense, and it, I honestly think this is going to reflect pretty poorly on what this team is, not to Laker fans, but turn it to the NBA. If you find yourself in a situation where you're riding off, where you're running LeBron James out of town, that's insane. I, I think we're going to have an answer to this tomorrow at around seven thirty. 
I think we're going to have a real good idea, and I'll explain what I mean. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee. Clinton is in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You know, hearing uh, Al's voice right there was interesting. Emily, have you heard from him at all? I, I literally, yeah, I have not heard a peep from him since last Friday. Slee's off the grid like Zion with the Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? He's just not talking to anybody. He's Is off Slee going to show up thing. 40 pounds overweight like Zion? <laughs> That's possible. It might need a second foot surgery. You never know. You know. Have you heard anything from him, Emily? Have you heard? Uh, gotten a text or anything? Not a text. Not an update. Not a okay. hey, I'm alive. But it's okay. He's that, he's enjoying his vacation. That makes me feel better. That means that it's that he's not excluding either one of us. That right. neither of us have heard anything. I think is probably good news. He's probably just having a good time and zioning himself. Even the security guard downstairs asked me about Slee. He was like, "Are you? Oh, no way. He, he was like, "What's going on with Slee?" I was like, "Ah, oh, no." He's just on vacation. It was funny. So, it is both ironic and look because I'm at my default setting a bad guy. I, I I do think it's hilarious that the most interesting portion of the Lakers season has happened when he's wherever it is he went. To. It's amazing. I'm, it's 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 truly incredible that he left and the news fairy showed up right on time for us to be able to discuss LeBron James for four whole days. Yeah, no kidding. All right, it's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here's some Straight Talk, uh, Yates. The Lakers have a game tomorrow night against the Clippers, Correct. and the Lakers are the home team, so it's a Laker crowd. Or let me let me rephrase, more of a Laker crowd than the Laker crowd that will attend the Clippers game. Yes. That's probably a better way of putting it, a, a truer representation of Laker fans. Correct. Um. What do you think the response is going to be to LeBron? Because think about it, that the Lakers go into the break and they're not playing good basketball. The season has been a disappointment. That Russell Westbrook is the one that has caught the vast majority of people's dissatisfaction for most of the season. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis's injury was the news story going into the break because it happened right before the break. Right. But – once the break started, it's been all LeBron all the time. You've listened to the calls. You've looked at the tweets. You've looked at the newspaper this morning saying that <laughs> LeBron's not bigger than the Lakers, right? Like all of these things are very negative and anti-LeBron along the way. What's the response? You know, now, you know, number six, LeBron James. What happens at that moment? I, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. Isn't that weird? When I left the station yesterday, I went to have lunch at a local establishment. Talked right, to stop a couple right there. Of, What'd you get? A couple of homies. I typically get a, a gin drink and a shrimp quesadilla. I kind of pair these. This is kind of a routine I do. Um, and I was talking to some of the guys, and I was like, "Can you, I, I was I was like, I can't believe I just fielded three hours of calls where basically the sentiment was f LeBron." You know what I'm saying? I was like, LeBron should come out yeah. wearing a shirt that says F LeBron just to see <laughs> what the real actual level of acrimony is. You should go sell them is. on front of I, I, No, that's what I said. I said I should start selling <laughs> F LeBron t-shirts just as a bit. Like, I don't feel that way, but many people do. And, like, the notion that he could get booed playing against the Clippers in I, his own 
stadium is beyond me. Now, if wow, they lose the game, the hold that's on. If, the if they lose the game, I will totally understand if these frustrations boil over into booing. But if it happens at intros, bro, that is going to I, – I, I, I'm almost looking forward to that more than the actual game because I don't think they have a chance to really win that, that matchup if AD's not playing. I, I'm – I I'm kind of can't believe it. I really don't know what's going to happen. It's going to okay. be worth worth paying attention to for sure. There, there are a couple of things. Number one, shrimp and gin threw me for a little. Well, bit Well, you know, I don't like to go with heavy <laughs> drinks in the middays. It's kind of it's more of a lunch Wait, drink. But gin is not iced tea. No, Yikes. it's more of a it's a lighter fare. <laughs> Why? Are, this is unimportant. No, it's not, no, it's the most important. It's part a lighter of fare, and I just happen to like it. You know, for I a lunch too. drink, that's what no, I do. I, I'm I'm team gin. I'm with you. You're right. one of the few people that I've met that actually likes it as well. So yeah. I. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it. I just didn't know that uh, shrimp you could pair too. that with a shrimp quesadilla. I mean, you know, it I'm weird. It's two intriguing. limes, you can share the limes. It's the whole thing. Anyway. All right. Um, so- <laughs> but my point is, is that, like, the sentiment legitimately being at Screw LeBron is just amazing well, to me on so many levels. Well, you said a couple of other things beyond shrimp and gin that yes. caught my attention. And, and let, let's start with this. Um, you're talking about in his building. It's not. That's, that's the rub of this entire conversation. Oh, my God. Okay. It's not. It's it, you. I know you don't like this, but it's true. It's not his building. Okay. It has never sure. been his building. It will never be his building. The people that are populating that building are are they They've got him at an arm's length. They it's respect, and they they like what he brought them a couple of years ago. But this is not. Hey, listen. This guy's put so many wonderful memories, and it's it, it's not that. So no. I think that's why the possibility of a boo is real tomorrow. And then the other part when you said about, you know, if they lose, maybe the animosity will bubble over and they'll direct it at LeBron. Okay, I don't think the people's frustration with LeBron right now is based on winning and losing. It's based on his perceived lack of loyalty and the word that you used yesterday that I love, fealty to the Lakers. Yeah. They I, don't like it's that's the, the 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 disconnect isn't the season's a bust and this was supposed to be a championship and it's not so it's your fault LeBron. The disconnect is you don't love us the way you're supposed to love us, therefore we don't love you. Right. That's the disconnect. Right. And that, to me, is such a funny thing to look at. I mean, LeBron James went to the finals eight straight seasons. Like, like that That happened. Not here. That ha- No, but listen to what I'm saying. Oh, well, did the Lakers go to the finals in any of those? I, but that, the, the, but no, 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 no. We're no. talking about two different no, things No, I'm not. Here. I'm talking about NBA basketball that I I, I was told but, but by AppleCare that no, no, the no. Lakers had the most championships <laughs> of all time. I believe that's what I was told. So when you talk to me about how to win those and the guy that goes to the part of the tournament where you win those, no. yeah, it's part of the conversation. No, Because I didn't not. see them playing they, the Lakers, and I didn't see the Lakers there. So Lakers maybe we basketball. should look at the guy who does it right and say, hey, what an idea. The guy that does it right is not the same guy that's here right now. And the Laker basketball piece is far more important to Laker fans than the NBA basketball Than winning piece. NBA basketball championships, no, clearly. No, no, no. They want Laker championships, and it's about that. The rest of it is noise in their eyes. That's it's my point. So I, you should probably listen to the guy who's gotten to the most chances to win the thing. I see what you're saying, Travis. I'm just saying that the logic of, like, if I'm a Laker fan, my anger is toward the front office. They have not been successful without randomly now, stumbling see, upon right generational talents. We, we were right back where we started. The reason it's not is because the Laker front office worships at the altar of the Lakers. Right. 
that that, that and that's whoever the Lakers the, front office may be, by the way, well, which we'll is a complete that. mystery. That, that's that's a really good question. But the reason that they don't get the brunt of the criticism is because they are, and, and you, you'll understand this, is they're part of the story that, that all the warm fuzzies. They, yeah. they, whether or not they were there or not, but they worship it. They, they sing from that book. They sing from the same book that Laker fans are singing from. LeBron doesn't. LeBron showed up with his own set. LeBron showed up with his own band and his own set, and they're just happen to be playing on this stage for the time being. Yeah. And they're not really feeling it like that. They like the old band. They like the people that come out and say, hey, let's play the greatest. This is the disconnect. He's, you're right in a basketball sense. Yeah. But they're not. They're looking at it at through a Laker lens, yeah. And that's the part that they're very different lenses, and that's why the disconnect was never, or I should say, the connect was never there from the beginning. Because I think they, in their heart of hearts, they knew that LeBron wasn't going to play the right songs, and so when he right. didn't, it see this is this is why we didn't want it in the first place, even though they know intellectually that he's the best answer to the problem. Not to mention that for the last 10 years, the right song has meant squadoosh. Okay, <laughs> that's the point here. You have too much trust in the brain trust of the Lakers. It just makes more sense to trust LeBron. That's the whole point. Anyway, let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Woodland Hills and Jorge. Jorge, you're on with Trav and Clinton. What's up? What's going on, guys? Hey, uh, it's not that we think that uh, LeBron James isn't good or – and we don't accept him here. It's just he doesn't really take accountability for any of the stuff that he does in comparison to, like, Kobe. Kobe would be more transparent where he doesn't take any accountability for anything that he did, like bringing in Westbrook. He, and then he wants him to be traded and puts it all on the GM. So what? Like, I, I, I genuinely don't understand the problem there. That's just a description of the actions. So what? You know what I would love to hear? You know, and, and, and Jorge, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. But you know, you know what I would love to hear, Yates? Yes. I would love to hear somebody talk about LeBron without mentioning Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I, I, I would love to hear the arguments for why you don't like him without the comparison to your favorite player. Nothing to do with it. And here's what, they're, I, they're, here's they're what I know what's going to say for most people. Most people are going to say it this way. Because they want to talk about the last time the Lakers won rings, when you get down to the point where, because there's no real comparison from a number standpoint, but you get down into that fetishizing of how teams win championships, oh, he did it by himself. Let me explain something to you. Lakers fans, that pro-Kobe argument is not an anti-LeBron one. It's an anti-Lakers one. It shouldn't have had to happen that way. That's not how teams win anything anymore. That's not how teams are ever going to win anything again. You have to understand that the NBA has evolved from that time. That's the whole point. Kobe doing it by himself is an actual anti-Lakers argument. <laughs> Let's try another call here. Lancaster is the next stop. And Rob, Rob, you're on with Trav and Clinton. What's up? Hey, guys. How you doing today? All right. All right, so I've been a diehard Laker fan for 40 years, and I've seen the good come and bad. LeBron, yeah, he's a great player, but he does not know how to address his the people that are paying his uh, his checks. You know, he's just – he's got to go. He's just too much, and like the other guy said, he does not take no accountability whatsoever. 
What? I, this is naked haterade. These are not reasons for anything, Travis. Am I missing something? I just I, don't like, like looking the guy. at your face as you're listening. To that. I, that's why I'm laying out. I'm just looking at. Go, I mean, go, Yates, I'm go. listening for the actual replies that make sense in terms of one thing. Accountability is great, sure, but there's not some other part of the equation where the accountability is happening either. You've only got the best player on the team who routinely makes it to the finals because he knows what he's doing, saying, hey, figure it out. I think what they want to hear, and I get it. I don't know if I necessarily sign up for it, but I get it, is, hey, listen, I helped put this mess together. I'm going to sit here and help you figure it out as well. I think that's what they want to hear. And, and, and they're not. And, and what, what, the, what they're hearing are Sam Presti's a genius. F them picks. Les needs my guy. You know, that they, they wanted to make a trade, even though they denied this for John Wall, that no one has stood up and said, and by no one I mean LeBron, and said, listen, yeah, I thought the Russ thing would work. It hasn't. And now we got to figure out plan B because this – and, I yes, I was involved in the conversations to do it. It didn't work. But here's what I'm going to tell you, Laker fans. I'm not going anywhere until we get this figured out. That's what they want to hear. And it's not – it's not – he ain't going to do it. And Laker fans are are going to wait until he does to kind of take that one step back towards embracing LeBron. And that's why I think we are where we are. And that's why it's been this weird, odd – and this is not – by the way, this is the – highest point we've gotten in this conversation yeah but this is not new the, no the, this this relationship with the team and its best player and its fans has been, from the moment he got I, I was on the air when they signed LeBron James I was on the air and it was well he'll never be better than Kobe it's like whoa where are we going with this What's this that? is, is different that? this is well it, what it is is reality I I'm not saying it's rational what I'm saying is, is that that's how it that's how you feel. Let's quick that's, reminder. That's the way that it goes through. Quick reminder for those who want to bring Kobe into the discussion. Name me a player you would have rather had at the helm of this franchise when eight slash twenty four passed away. Name me the person that could have made that better. All right, let's do this really quickly. Uh, Sedano was listening because why wouldn't he be? And he wants to weigh in on this. What's going on, George? Hey, guys, look, I just want to react to the two callers that just called, okay? <laughs> the, 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 the accountability thing, okay? Like, yes, Kobe Bryant was accountable for a lot of his own um, uh, missteps or whatnot. However, not all of them. We all love Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. He is one of the most important people to this city. Okay, not just from a sports perspective, but just in general. Okay, no one would deny that, right? Anybody in any walk of life can apply Mamba mentality to whatever it is they do, regardless of what they do for a living. I'm in on all that. But if we're going to talk about accountability, and again, I hate doing this, but (laughs) where was the accountability when they wanted stars to team up with Kobe, or when like Dwight was here still playing at a really high level, and Kobe was like basically there but absent? in those situations let's not romanticize about the fact that there were missteps there too kobe bryant wanted to trade andrew bynum for jason kidd they ended up winning championships regardless that that, there's a lot of ways that we can celebrate kobe bryant but you know look he wasn't perfect he made mistakes similar to lebron LeBron, similar to a bunch of players Uh, i'll hang up and listen and (laughs) all right you be 
Travis, you be careful because I see you making goo-goo faces at Clinton, okay? <laughs> I, I'm not going to tell Sliwa that you're making goo-goo faces at Clinton. All right, I'm, I'm out of here. Tell him to, to make goo-goo faces at everybody. This is, this is, I'm just the, I just always got stars in my eyes and hearts in my eyes. I'm that, I'm that emoji exactly. with the hearts right now. Um, he said, what, what he said was true. But I think that this is why the relationship with LeBron doesn't work at all. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, but Clinton is here. <laughs> That's coming up next. 710 ESPN. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> Did you get my uh, my text, Yates, with the uh, hard eyes that I sent to you? So, <laughs> <laughs> no. The little I, uh, Cupid. <laughs> it's the emojis iPhone. with the triple hearts, you know. Like, oh, like that's that right. The, 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 there was the hard eyes. There's the hearts coming out it's of the There's a lot head. of different heart ways to. Do, what, are there different meanings to those different things? Like, are they all just, hey, missing you? I, you. I don't the, know what they I mean. use the triple heart one when it's like a particularly – emotional it's like i can feel it feel it as a, like i'm in the process of feeling it as opposed to like a singular static heart if you will i'll use a black heart occasionally oh that's that's that kind of that's gonna be kind of dark right that yeah that could be like a, the the black rose like something bad a little bit but also you. i think you know i i like it it's just you know it's kind of like a more i don't know <laughs> black is beautiful you know but hard eyes emoji is like more like googly eyes i yes. do think that that is the googly eyes of all Definitely. okay that makes sense I'll, I'll 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 go with that that's gonna that'll work for me going forward espn radio is brought to you by progressive insurance so sedano called and was talking about how people when they criticize lebron for his lack of accountability and then immediately compare hey kobe wouldn't have done x y and z hmm. George's point was, well, there was some X and some Y and some Z that <laughs> along the way that you guys are just kind of whitewashing along the way. Oh, okay, but I think that's the whole point of why we are where we are, right? The, the, the fact that they just skip by the other guys X, Y, and Z yeah. and focus exclusively on this guy's X, Y, and Z is why this is a, the, the most bizarre relationship I've seen between a great player and a great organization. Because usually when you bring the great player to the great organization, it's a match that everybody is thrilled with. This match from the jump was, hey, you know you're not the other guy. And it's, it's, and it's, it's never gone away. And so the second it bubbled up again, it was, hey, you know that he wouldn't have done it like this or this would have never happened with it. And it's just, A, it doesn't matter. Right, the, the just at the at the most basic level of this. <laughs> right. However, the previous guy would have handled it is irrelevant to the way that the current guy is handling it because 
he's not on the team anymore, right? And it, it's just you have to find a way to work with your best players. And, th- by the way, there's going to be a next best player eventually, and it's not going to matter the way that LeBron did it. And it's not going to matter the way that Kobe did it. And it's not going to matter the way that Magic did it. It's going to matter the way that that next guy does it. And for whatever reason, they can't move past the last guy. And I think it's because they were contemporaries. I think it's because they were um, in competition for the title of best player in the league for a long period of time at the same time. And I think that for what, and you've said this in, in a variety of different ways that they feel like it's a zero-sum game. That yeah. if LeBron is elevated, then somehow Kobe is is descending, and and it's just not true. It's that they can both be legends of the game simultaneously. They can both be. You can have Kobe Bryant as your favorite Laker ever, and still want LeBron to have success with the Lakers, right. and still understand that their methodologies don't have to be identical. Exactly. They, they, it does. He doesn't have to channel. Kobe to earn your love and and and, but that's what they're asking him to do it's particularly odious to me and obnoxious too frankly because yeah Kobe's not just no longer on the team Kobe is no longer with us and LeBron James was a big part of the healing process it is particularly disingenuous to me from an emotional standpoint to then turn around and compare LeBron to Kobe in so many ways let me just go through a quick list here LeBron James went to the finals eight straight seasons we're going to do a quick comparison 2010-11 LeBron lost in the NBA Finals. The Lakers lost in the Western Conference Semis. 11-12. LeBron won with the Heat. Lakers lost in the Western Conference Semis. 2012-2013. They won again. The Heat. The Lakers lost in the first round. The next five entries in this, LeBron goes to the Finals, loses four times, wins one. The Lakers don't make the playoffs once. Mm -hmm. And, like, you want to talk about all this comparative stuff as to who knows what they're doing and who doesn't. Just look at the records of the teams that the various people were on and think to yourself, do you want the Lakers to win or do you want to think that the way the Lakers do it is the only way that matters? You see what I'm saying? And so but, like, you're but, right. But see, here, here's the difference. I think they choose the second option. Yeah, you that's you just laid out two options. I believe they choose number two. Sure. That's to me. And that to me is about – about as, I don't want to say as grim a look as I think, frankly, the Lakers front office should feel about what they're doing. You're running a cult at this point. You're not trying to win basketball games. It's a different thing. And I'm not knocking anybody for why they like the Lakers. I'm just talking about if you like this team and you look at the path of how management has treated things, it's not good. Take LeBron out. You know what I'm saying? It depends on which version, and I think there's a lot of both of these. Which which version of, are you the Laker fan that wants the Lakers to succeed and continue to win championships? If you're in that camp, by the way, my hand's in the air, then you want them to make decisions based on what's best for right now and moving forward. What happened in the past is it, it's it's cool, it's fun to talk about, but it is what it is. It's in the past. The second camp of Laker fans is everything that they do is the right thing to do, and anybody that even remotely suggested doing it differently may be anathema to the way that you've done it before – then we can't be friends. I don't. I don't know how to deal with that guy. I don't. I don't understand the logic of all that. Let's try another phone call here, Clinton. Let's go to Los Angeles, and Sam. Sam, you are on with Trav and Yates. What's up, Sam? Oh, it's Sean. Oh, I'm Sean. Sorry, Sean. Hey, what's up, go buddy? Ahead, happy Thursday. Sean. Okay, happy Thursday. So, look, I have like four really quick points. First point: I think if Kobe was still here, never passed away, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation of fans being the way they are about Kobe, right? That's fair. Um, uh, 
second point, I think that we're, the, the fan base that we have, we're not going to boo LeBron. You talked about booing LeBron. They're not going to boo LeBron. This is not Philly. We're not New York. They're not going to do it because they still love LeBron, right? And and uh. I think the hard part is is when LeBron says he's the GOAT and he says it now, like he's, he's saying why he's playing, he's the greatest of all time. So I think sometimes that rub fans wrong because Jordan never did it when he was playing. Kobe never did it when he was playing. Like the greatest players never said they were the GOAT, right? Um, second of all, I think too much is – I mean, third of all, too much is pointing is going towards LeBron. I think it is not going towards front office. And and last last point, Lakers. I think their their worst decision was when they didn't bring back Jerry West. I know they say that LeBron has great IQ, but I think his, his he, he has great IQ on the basketball court. But in terms of you know we call LeBron the GM, the real GM all the time. I think it's his his record has proved that he's. Pick players. He, he he likes to do an experience. Sean, I want to jump in there real quick because I think there's a lot of things that uh, that Yates and I want to kind of unpack right yeah. here. Um, the 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 part. Let's let's go with the last part first. This is why you, the Swatsky class. No double barreled questions, Yates. This, you, you, <laughs> no, <laughs> right, right. They didn't get out what be, are we because doing? you only you only answer the last part first. Um, Jerry West is a GM is second to none almost he, he has his record is exemplary He's but the best gm in the history of the league right let's be real the the idea of lebron being the real gm i think it's a fair criticism but they're different roles it's different to be the gm in the office looking at it from thirty thousand feet and being the gm on the floor trying to win tonight yeah this season they're very different ways of going about this i i totally agree and i mean i, I just if you're a laker fan what is your best case scenario that has any sort of proof of success? There's none. There's nobody currently in the front office, on the roster, coaching the team. These things are not around. Oh, they're on the walls. Oh, they're outside. Oh, they're on TV. They're on HBO. They're not in the franchise. And if that's the case, the bottom line is that the survival of the Lakers as a you know a competent team is depending on the front office getting better, LeBron aside. So at this stage, your best-case scenario is probably to let LeBron do what he wants because that's just what you have. It has nothing to do with what it has been. And, Travis, you made that point earlier. It's pretty difficult. I mean, the whole clutch sports thing is a part of it, too, because you start to feel that you're losing grip of your, your franchise. Well, then if you're losing grip of your franchise, well, then stand up and do something. You can't well, blame LeBron for resting control of your franchise if you are not going to stand up for your franchise. I think this is it, and I think that's where we head to next. We're going to do a little hey, did you see coming up next, but after that, if you're on hold, stay there. We'll do more of your phone calls. And then who is the person? And if you don't want LeBron calling the shots, who, who do you want calling Thank the you. shots? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee. Yates is in for Slee on 710 ESPN. <laughs> That song makes me laugh every single time. It works its way into my head as well. Taylor, what do you got for us? Did you see that a police officer in Ohio used telephone books to temporarily fix potholes? So, Trav and Clinton, what's the best hack or quick fix-it scheme that you've ever come up with? And it can, and it can include food. Uh, okay, I'll do a quick one simply because this happened to me literally two days ago and I thought of it on the fly and I was really impressed with myself. So there's like an encasing, like a cabinet around my fridge. And it's okay. like the one that comes with the apartment or whatever. And occasionally like at night, late at night, 
because of the way the cycle runs, it, it's really loud. And I've tried to figure out, like, what is it doing? Because there's just a way that there's a sort of a, a rotation of whatever cooler or engine and it sort of hits against the wall. And so I've just pressed the, the left side of the refrigerator in between this little gap, and it stopped, stopped making the noise. I was like, okay, it's probably just sort of a shifting something. I was like, what can I do to make sure this is pressed at all time? And I was like, oh, I know. So I took a sponge, a new one, stuck it right in between there, shut Ooh. that thing up. Worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. You're, you're basically MacGyver. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. You, I kitchen MacGyvered that bad boy, and I felt great about it. <laughs> you, I, you didn't need a <laughs> stick of gum and a fish hook. You nope. just had a uh, a sponge along the way. I knew to get a new one because it was hard enough, and it was dry, <laughs> and it wasn't going to drip. And I was like, boom, bang, got well, it. I was like, look, I, I'm just starting to put the pieces together. I, I don't think you have a lot of old, musty sponges. No, well, that's true, too. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> I think that's probably one or two uses, and that thing goes in the trash. I'm saying <laughs> I went to the actual plastic <laughs> underneath the sink. I did not grab the one that was already there, which is also pretty feeling. clean. I, you know, here, here's a good one, and maybe a lot of people, that whenever you need to patch something in a wall, you can just use toothpaste. Right, mm. if you like have a nail hole or whatever, you can do yeah. a little toothpaste in there. That's a good one to do it. Nice. Um, uh, uh, this is I don't know if this is like a fix it hack, but it works. Super glue on cuts is a good way to go. I've that, done that. This, that you go to sometimes they go to the emergency room. The set of stitches, they'll give you the glue. You probably have that in your toolbox at home. You can do that. Um, and then basically the other one is anything that's broken can be fixed with duct tape. And as a Silverado driver, I know how to fix things now. So I, uh, you can just a roll of duct tape, super glue, and some toothpaste, and basically you can build a house. It's as simple as right, all that. Right. By the mm-hmm. way, phone books in the in the potholes are pretty good. We don't we don't have a ton of potholes in LA because the weather's not bad, and that's right. kind of where you they come salt from. Salt eating things up. Yeah. Salt eating things in, and fr- and water freezing and unfreezing and freezing and then cracking things open. But there is not too many things that are more disturbing when you're cruising along and you hit uh, one of those things bro. and feel like you left both of your wheels in that hole as I you go over it. I left the so. East Coast for a reason. Potholes <laughs> are a large part of that pie chart. I'll tell you that. Absolutely. Much. What's next, Taylor? Did you see that a man walked 50 miles in L.A. for no reason at all? So we walked from Pasadena to WeHo to Santa Monica and then down the Strand to Torrance. Yikes. So what's the craziest feat that you've ever done just to know that you could do it? Okay, so in 2010 in the district was Snowmageddon. There were like, over the course of four days, there were probably three feet of snow. You know what I'm saying? Which, I remember that. Which is a lot in that particular part of the country because it shuts down everything because of the way the infrastructure works, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, like, this snow was stacked. But three feet of snow is probably low. But, like, the snow was stacked on the street for a week. And I remember one day, and there was a double down, too, so it was insane. I had to go to work to, write, uh, to you know, put together the paper. I walked. I mean, it was like full planet Hoth. I walked <laughs> from what this neighborhood I lived in, Adams Morgan, all the way downtown. I mean, it's probably a four-mile walk, but it was legitimate blizzard conditions. No cars were on the road. I felt like I was going to die when I got in, but I got in. I made it. So You didn't cool. have to slit open a tauntaun and spend I mean, the it was close to there. a <laughs> close to a, I thought he smelled bad on the outside situation, exactly. but, you know, it didn't happen. M- mine is not, is not weather-related. I've done a couple of different things just to see if I could. I've done a half marathon. Like, I, I, I've told this story before, sure. but now's a good time to tell it again. Um, You've seen me enough, Clinton, to know how I'm I'm built. I'm tall, but I'm kind of thick for sure. to be to use a complimentary word. I'm not built like a runner, shall we say? <laughs> no, my, better way my, to put my, that. Yeah, my uh, my hip started to bother me when I was running a lot, training for this half marathon. I went to see the orthopedist. I said, "Hey, listen, um, my hip's bothering me." He goes, "Okay, well, well what, what do you do for exercise?" So I've been running a lot. I'm getting ready for a half marathon. He says, "Let me ask you something." And I'm like, "Oh boy, here we go." <laughs> 
Uh, what? Yeah, what, what? What? And he goes, uh, when you're out there running, how how often are you running? I said, I don't know. I'm doing maybe you know 12, 15 miles a week, getting ready for this thing. He goes, okay. Do you ever see anybody else built like you when you're out there? <laughs> and I said, no. He goes, right. He goes, this is this is not, this is for, not you. for you. Got get it. on a bike, yeah. get in the pool. Right. This is not the sport for you. But I did get it done. I did the the thirteen point one miles, and I did do a Ragnar too, where I did twenty two miles in about thirty six hours. That's impressive. So I, I have I have knocked out a couple of running feats along the way, and I celebrated that by never running ever again after either one of those things. Smart move for extended periods of time, uh, years on years on years. But it is there is something deeply satisfying about just doing something to see if you can knock it out, like. Can can, can I walk four miles through the snow? Can I run right. for a full day without stopping? It's a, it, it's kind of one of those little why try it because it's there kind of moments. Uh, I mean, there's an outside argument. That's the only piece, reason anybody runs a marathon is so they can right. tell people they get the sticker on their car and get the <laughs> sticker on the car. That's right. Yeah. So one time during the height of the pandemic, like mid March, I was getting less, less shifts at work, so I had like more days off. And so one day I was really into biking. So one day I was like, I'm just gonna bike like 40 miles. So I just both wow. biked like 40 miles in Connecticut, the trail where I was living. The trails are just flat. It's just flat, 40 yeah. miles, and I just put on music, and I went for 40 miles, and I was like, this is how bored I am. And I'm just going to go as far as I can and come back. That's a long What do you got next, Taylor? Did you see the Aaron Rodgers cleanse? Ugh. Pancha Here we, Karma. Yes. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Karma it's a family called. show. I hope the kids are at school. <laughs> going to keep it PG, but it involves special oils, enemas, <laughs> induced ah. vomiting, and <laughs> purgation to clean your GI tract. So First of all, maybe- okay. I'm not I'm not thrilled with the order you put those things in. <laughs> that, that, that the special oils preceded the next word you said, which I'm not going to say. Is, is was no, let, let's 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 just mix up the order a little bit. I I, I I was waiting all day to see what word he was going to use to replace the word before oils, and special was perfect. That really yes. nailed it. Yes. It really made me laugh. If you don't know, you can refer to the primary text and see what is special about those oils <laughs> yeah, you can learn for very, yourself how aaron Rodgers gets down just all right saying. <laughs> sorry taylor we interrupted no. you. <laughs> your so all of that is used to, to clean out the gi tract yes and uh it may be tmi but trav clinton do you yes. know anyone who has participated in any of these alternative medicines or have you yourself i have so not I, Go ahead. I have not either um i i did <laughs> how do i put this without using taylor's words um <laughs> I have had, on occasion, moments where stuff stopped happening, okay? Okay. And so I have used juices, but just consumed through the traditional means. We call that a volume (laughs) delay on the highway. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) To loosen some things up, loosen up traffic, So went the normal route. I've done a couple of juice things over a day or two to try to just, you know, hit the reset button yeah. when the O N O F F method doesn't work. You just have to go to the and so that's right. as extreme as and that's just basically a bunch of fiber all at once delivered in juice form. So I, I I've kind of curated my life, Yates, to the point where anybody that would be in the Aaron Rodgers camp, oh bro, you just gotta eat ghee for three days and throw up and it's like you'll 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 touch the face of God. Right. right. I, I I've I have eliminated those people from those my people life. Are, God so, that no. bad. Not available for your roster. I get it. <laughs> exactly. I, I will say this, Taylor, when I heard this news about the special oils and the various barfing techniques, <laughs> I consulted some people I knew that had done similar things. Ugh. And here's what I learned. 
You don't talk about the special oil. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> Everyone's like, how'd you, what? I was like, don't worry about how I knew that. And it was just like, the whole idea is that, yes, you're not supposed to give away the secrets because it involves things that people don't want to talk about. So Rogers is out here giving away the farm, you know what I'm saying, telling everybody how to do things. For, for She's the record, so enlightened, too. bro. Well, that, Make that's a decision, Bodie. It, anyway. it's, it's perfectly Aaron Rodgers. It's yes. just so on brand, I can't even tell you. But I'm happy being a toxic wasteland for chemicals in the universe if that's the solution. <laughs> if, if, my, if, my, if my options are be filled with chemicals and terrible things or – purposefully induced vomiting and other things, I choose toxins. Yeah. I, I am 100% vomiting. fine uh, never having that happen to vomiting me. Vomiting That's a, sucks. a bad deal. All right, so um, you mentioned it. One of the callers has mentioned it, and I think it's the question, right? The, why so much attention on LeBron during this whole mess and not so much on the people that are supposed to be making these decisions? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee. Yates is in for Slee on 710 ESPN.